Earthbed Muscle is a grassroots supplement company created by some of the best strength coaches in the United States to provide their athletes with wholesome supplements. Earthbed Muscle has changed the supplement industry with their minimal ingredient approach to sports nutrition. Dane's platform is also brought to you by the Acceleration Diet. The Acceleration Diet is a customized weight loss program catered to each individual, their needs, and their schedule. Accelerate your metabolism today with the Acceleration Diet. Finally, Dane's platform is also brought to you by Holistic Encapsulations. Holistic Encapsulations provides organic hemp extract with an incredible 27 to 1 CBD ratio. Loaded with CBDs, hemp extract has been shown to decrease anxiety, have a positive impact on cancer, improve sleep, improve brain function, and decrease inflammation. Head over to HolisticEncapsulations.com today and get on the path to holistic recovery. Alright, so we're here for another episode of Dane's Platform. We are honored to have Stipe Zunich in our presence. He is a NCAA All-American in Javelin, an NCAA All-American, and NCAA Champion in the Shot Put. He's a Croatian national record holder. He's a 2016 Olympian, and he's a world bronze medalist from this past year at the 2017 World Championships in track and field. So, Stipe, thanks for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. Hi. So, where are you at right now in your training? Are you just, like, getting back into shape for, for this coming year? Yeah, I've been... Um I'm now in, located in Split, Croatia, and uh, I've been training for uh, about uh, two months now, so okay. I'm getting back into it. Alright, so my my question is, is you know, I've, I've followed you throughout your career and, and seen you develop from, from the time you were at Florida, and I just, I sort of want to hear the backstory of how you were, you know, into kickboxing, you're into boxing, mm -hmm. you know, you, you threw javelin at a young age and, and even got fourth at the NCAA in javelin. Yeah, and, and also I, a lot of people don't know I also threw discus. I was in European Championship Finals as a junior in discus. Okay. So that's something uh, people don't know, but I actually have a 60-meter discus. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That, that's really good. Yeah. Yeah. So... My question is, you know, where where does everything start with you athletically? Where did you start? Like, how did you? In my vision, I just I just see you as this young kid watching Mirko knockout guys growing up, and you wanted to get into kickboxing, and then you know, walk us through your the beginning of your athletic career, the influence your parents had on you. Well, it all started when I was about. Let me think um, about, uh, I think I was uh, seventh grade or so. As, uh, as every kid in my hometown, I started with, uh, with a basketball. So okay. that was actually my first sport. But then uh, as soon as I uh, started de developing as a, uh, as a kid, uh, I got stronger. I was actually pretty tall at the age of 12. I was already 6'3". So... Um, uh, I started doing uh, kickboxing and boxing by accident. I would say I just wanted to do something. I just loved watching our creation fight that fighters that were really successful on a global scale, and um, started with that. And then the uh, by the age of uh, thirteen, I already had my first world championships in kickboxing, where I lost. And then shortly after, I started winning everything. So I had like seven seven national titles in kickboxing. Growing up, uh, 
by the age of 16 I was national champion in boxing had about 75 matches uh, from those I had uh, about 71 wins so it was really good and successful career for me and um, <clears throat> Track and field. I got introduced to but for track and field in uh, in uh, in the eighth grade when I uh, had to compete for my uh, uh, school, and I just took a shot and I tossed it a few meters further than everybody else, and that's how it all started. The club coach saw me and he's like, "Oh, you have to start doing track and field. You're so talented." I wasn't that much interested in it because I was all about adrenaline fighting, but um, shortly afterwards. Um, I started doing two sports and it was pretty tough because I went to medical school also so I had a school I had a work in hospital uh, my practicum and I had two sports so it was just really crazy four-year period for me and then shortly afterwards I became a national youth record holder in javelin throw I had a, about 74 meters uh, 32 and with 700 gram jab that was really good and I really got into javelin I really liked it <clears throat> and um, I had to make decision to continue kickboxing or start doing track and field. I already started receiving scholarships from US and uh, it was just a major decision for me. I either had to go to Japan or, and start fighting professionally or go to US and go to college. And um, I think I made a smart choice, smarter choice by uh, going, going to US and starting my career in track and field because it gave me so much more. Uh, I learned the language. I learned. I uh, graduated from college. I had uh, I made a lot of friends. Saw a new culture, and uh, it was so all in all, it was really good experience for me. That's how I started with a track and field. So that's the kind of beginning of my story. So what? It's just a, it's a very crazy uh, what, what did you study there one more time University of Florida what did you study oh I started uh, family youth and community sciences Uh, yeah, yeah, a little bit. If the biggest difference from the, the athletic culture in the United States compared to Croatia? Well, you know, it's U.S. is so diverse, and uh, Croatia is a small country. We have only 3.8 million people. I don't know. It's not even the size of Miami. I don't even know. Uh, so... <laughs> It was, it was, it was, for sure it was culture shock for me. So, my freshman year was really tough. Was it tough just being away from home? Yeah, you know, I left all my friends, my family, we were connected here to family and, uh, I left everybody, I had a girlfriend, I left my girlfriend, I left everything, I just went pursuing my career and, uh, you know, being the best version of myself, and, uh, you know, that kept me going, it was just, you know, 
it was tough and uh, it was hard for me to I thought my English was good but when I started talking to people it was really really tough and uh, the funny thing is you know it's majority in Croatia I never saw a black person in live till I got to college and, and my <laughs> And my, my, my roommates were all sprinters. Three of them were, you know, uh, it was it was it was so funny because we were talking. Yeah, you know, like I never seen another culture, never seen uh, you know black people or Asians, and you know, uh, U.S. is so diverse. So it was it was really fun to me meeting new people, new races, and it was really really nice experience. That is that's that's good to hear that you have a progressive mind as well, which is. This is in the U.S. here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, what do you think with Dr. B? He, he, uh, he was a 22-meter shot putter for the Union. And he had, a, he had a boxing background, and he thinks that that had a huge impact on his, you know, he's a glider. Who are we talking about? Who, that, who, who that are we talking about again? Sorry. Uh, his last name was Smirnov. I think his first name was like Vladimir or something, but he's a 22-meter shot putter oh. from the late 80s. Oh, 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 I know who you're talking about. And I I just want to know, what do you see that, that the carryover that boxing and kickboxing had on, on you know, throwing javelin and throwing shot? Well, it, it made a big difference because the... Uh the motorics are really, really uh, important, and I'll take an example in a, uh, in, a, in a right punch. So if, if, if you're going to back off and like punch somebody with a right punch, uh, with your right hand, straight up, uh, you actually have to use very similar movement if you want to throw shot far. You're not going to back off and hit somebody, you're going to like turn your ankle turn your hips and you know transfer everything into shoulder and it's almost like a push not a rotation and the similar thing happens in the middle of a circle with a shot put so i think that part of the uh that part of the just a punch was very very similar to shot put and uh, obviously the motorics jump ropes and all the stuff with it in kickboxing helped my ankles to move faster through the throughout the ring you know Absolutely, yeah. I, I always, you know, if you watch a UFC fight or a boxing match, when guys are punching, they're not jumping up off the ground and then punching. Right. right. They're holding that ground and punching forward. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So, I, you know, I want to know what, what influenced you to switch from the javelin to focus more on the, the shot put? It was 2012 that I decided, up to 2012, I only had like 17 meters 30, my PR shot, and I was about 220 pounds javelin thrower. I was pretty strong, but uh, you know, I always had to diet for for javelin. My body was just, I was always a shot putter. I was just locked in, you know, javelin thrower's body that was just, you know, temporary vision. Because I always had to diet. I, always, I had like 7.3% body fat and I was like 220 pounds. You know, I was always made to be bigger. So, uh, a crucial thing that happened was my injuries. 
I had a shoulder surgery 2012 and uh, uh, I started to recover and then 2013 I started throwing a little bit of shot and then I had uh, elbow surgery after that so it was really tough time for me it was really tough transition I remember in the 2000 and um, 2014 um, at the SEC championships I threw like 68 meter javelin at 8.30 a.m. and then at like 11.30 I threw like 20.15 shot and I was like oh my god I'm shopper now <laughs> so that was, awesome. that was the major major uh a major major decision that I know I couldn't cope with the injuries anymore in javelin and I, I wasn't going anywhere my PR is good 77 80 89 meters which is nice but uh, that's nowhere close where 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 much my shuffle potential is and um, I, I only feel bad that I never threw over 80 meters and I you know I had a couple of practices and a couple of warm-up competitions where I was throwing over 80 meters. That was just my dream. I always wanted to throw over 80 meters. And um, I just feel bad for not having 80-meter-plus uh, 80, 80 PR in Javelin. But, uh, you know, I always joke about it. I say one day I'll return just to throw uh, <laughs> over 80 meters. So... This past season, I took standing throw. It went like over 63 meters with like no practice. So it was really fun. <laughs> so it was really, really fun. I still love Jalen. I still like watch it. And uh, it, I still just love the aerodynamics of that sport. And, uh, um, you know, it's, it's, it's how I got in touch with track and field it's with Jalen. But obviously shot is going much better and uh once i started eating and started lifting free i just got bigger and i went like from 220 to 260 pounds in like few months so and my strength levels were, were always strong were always good uh, you know, when i was 19 19 years old i could already bench press 210 kilos as a javelin thrower so that that was never an issue so uh, my my strength just like started going crazy and um uh, I had a lot of drug tests, I had a lot of doping controls, and it was really funny because people were like, oh, you can't just throw from 1730 to 2060 in seven months, and I was like, yeah, I can, it was really funny. Right, right. But did, did the coach at Florida have any impact on you, you know, switching over and deciding that you did want to become a full-time shot putter? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, Coach Steve Lemke in Florida, he, he wanted me to be a javelin thrower, um, but, you know, once I started throwing far shot, I was like, Coach, my shoulder hurts, and I'm still not recovered from surgery, and shot is going so well, and I was like, I'm afraid I'm a shot putter, and he's like, you know what, like, it's obvious you are a shot putter. <laughs> yeah. So, this is where I want to get into a little bit more about the training side, and recovery technique mm -hmm. um take us through like a a, a daily a, a daily dietary read on a regular basis uh it depends on which 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 year which period of time in the year it is it's it's different depends it all depends what? you know Let's say right now, like for you know, world indoors, what are you going to be consuming on a daily basis nutritionally? 
Okay, so um, believe it or not, I don't eat that much. I uh, uh, it's funny, but uh, my um, my nutrition is very diverse. Uh, I have I'm lucky enough to have a, a two meals in a restaurant that serves organic food, and you know okay. I'm blessed here in Croatia that we have all our food is organic and you know local rate, so it's good. But uh, I usually eat very light breakfast. And uh, it's it's usually always plant based. So for this season, I'm let's say uh, I'm I'm big nutritional freak. I love it, and I was studying nutrition for a little bit. So I, I write all my my nutritional programs. And um, first thing in the morning, what I'm gonna do is just hydrate. And uh, after that, I'll have a I'll have a low glycemic index food like a, like a kiwi. So usually I'm eating now, now I'm eating kiwis. Uh, I'll have like a, like few kiwis, and then uh, I'm a, I'm a coffee coffee addict, so I make my own espresso. So I have a double shot of espresso. Uh, I enjoy that with my meal with my first thing in the morning, and it's usually uh, it's usually some um, a blend of. Um, uh, of uh, 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 oats and uh, flax seeds and uh, it's just a bunch of seeds and uh, that I that I put together with, with a lot of spices and uh, cocoa nibs and um, acai powder and uh, you know a cinnamon and, uh, and um, turmeric and all this healthy superfoods I just love adding all that so I'll make a, either a big shake or, or a bowl and uh, that's what I'm gonna have in the morning with fruits, and uh, that keeps me for for about four hours. And usually in those four hours, I'll do a conditioning in the morning or throwing. So it depends what I'm doing. If I'm uh, if I have a, a con conditioning type of day, or or if I'm throwing, that will sustain me till lunch. And then uh, I have a lunch at uh, one o'clock. It's usually um, a steak. Uh, uh, with vegetables, uh, grilled vegetables, and uh, I drink a lot of lemonade too. Um, and the uh, after that, for my my snacks are usually uh, almonds or cashews, or uh, depends on what I have in the house. And uh, uh, then I hit the weight room, and uh, in the weight room I, I really do about an hour and thirty. Uh, I don't go over that. Um, for, for lifting and then afterwards I have a big dinner which is again uh, depends how I feel if I'm not that hungry I'll probably have a fish or pasta with the seafood or if I'm really hungry I'll have a steak again and uh, before bedtime I'll have some uh, either protein shake or um, uh, just some some uh, some fats that will uh, keep me um, uh, from muscle catabolism during night and uh, that's that that's about it but yeah I did about a full month of conditioning in uh October, and um, I'm probably the only shopper that works on conditioning. <laughs> so, so I did like a lot of running and um, a lot of conditioning. But uh, as the time is, was passing, I figured that that it's it's not that important. I figured the conditioning only helps me to uh, um, go through my like ten and eight reps that I do. Because you know when I'm squatting for ten reps for four sets of ten, by the last rep I really need my lung capacity. And the um, and uh, yeah, it's uh, now it's a lot of reps. I just finished the cycles cycle of uh, eight repetitions this week. I'm coming to a cycle of five repetitions. Uh, it's usually a climb up with it. It's only it really depends on how I feel. I did like many programs, and what I figured 
it's the best. I'm just following my intuition. I'm doing in, in, intuitive training based on how I feel. If I walk in the weight room and I don't feel like doing eights, I'll do something else. And uh, but all in all, I uh, I, I satisfy the four week period of, of uh, how many reps I had planned to do. So um, I'm thinking about uh, finishing the uh, finishing the heavy cycle. Uh, about uh, two months before World Indoor Championships. Okay, two months before. Mm -hmm. So, what do you, what would you say, you know, are your baseline or, or guideline that you have for strength levels, you know, in, let's say, squat, bench, clean? Like, do you have specific exercises that you use to guide your training and, and get to the point where you want to be, where you sort of feel like you're strong enough? You know, um, I used to I used to bench press a lot, and I figured that's not helping me shot like at all. Uh, believe it or not, it may sound crazy, but for myself, I I, I like to do incline bench much more. So, um, okay. you know, 2015, I was able to bench press like 250 kilos strictly, which is a lot, and I couldn't even throw like 18 meter standing throw. So that really didn't help me at all. So now, do you think that do you think your your background in in boxing and having that speed and also having that that baseline strength that's pretty serious? Do you think that that does have a that from boxing has a pretty good carryover to the shot? I think so. I still do boxing in off season, you know, just just to you know it's a mind candy for me now. But I think that that as a background helped me a lot and. Um, it all depends what your nature is. If if you're a naturally explosive guy, if you're doing exercises that are explosive, I think they, they don't help you because you're just wasting that natural talent in something you cannot develop much more. You know what I mean? Uh, for example, I have really fast I have really fast arm and if I'm if I'm throwing lighter shots, that doesn't really help me much. I just I just feel tired afterwards. If I'm throwing heavier shots on like seventy percent effort, that actually helps me to build up then control my movements and then use it with a with a sixteen pound ball. Okay. So, what would you say are like three or four specific lifts that you want to focus on the most? Well, for me, it's uh, I do I do squats, incline bench. Could you hear that? Yeah. I do uh, squats, incline bench, and uh, and uh, and, uh, and a power clean. Okay. I thought I thought those are the are the best three major exercises for me. Uh, full back squat. Uh, I would love to do front squats, but unfortunately, due to my elbow and shoulder surgery, I really can't hold up the position for front squats, so I cannot do it. But uh, obviously, back squat, uh, uh, incline bench, and and a power clean are my uh, I would say uh, base lifts. So I can, I don't know, I can hang clean 220 kilos, I can incline 220 kilos, I can squat 300 kilos. <laughs> okay. Now what would you say, when you're, when you're picking implements, what, what weighted shots do you use? What shots? What weight do I use? So, right yeah. now on a 
on Mondays, on Mondays I throw 6.7. Uh, on Wednesday I throw 16 pounds or 7.26, and on a Friday I throw 7.7. .7. And then it depends how I feel. I'll maybe throw on a Saturday or Tuesday. Uh, 7.26 it just depends but I'm mixing 7.7 7.26 and 6.7 okay in the uh, last year I did a 9 kilo shot and that rule didn't help me much but um, uh, I was at, I was able to really stand throw uh, uh, pretty far with a with a 9k I had like 16 50 meter standing non reverse throw with 9k which was great but uh, I couldn't I couldn't transfer that into 16 pound ball so what what I you know what what helped me the most is you know I, I talked a lot with Tom Walsh and uh, really what really helps is just like getting getting the feel with a with a with a 16 pound ball you know just uh, doing everything to to get I would say even intimate with, with 16 pound ball just to get together know your, how your body feels on a day when you're throwing 60 pound ball and try to get your technique to work the best with 16 pound ball because some days I'll throw great with lighter shots some days I'll throw great with heavier shot but what I'm trying to do is just to focus to have the most good throwing technical days with 16 pound balls because when the season comes that's what it's all about start to talk about technique what do you like to do what do you we're setting up out of the back you know walk us through what you're with your technique uh, my technique changes a lot I'm still I'm still trying to find my groove and um, I would say uh, I'm, I'm focusing now mostly of just accelerating ball as much as I can uh, uh, I'm, I'm just trying to like you know just go steady and focus over my left foot and then just you know accelerate as fast as I can and try to hold up the uh, nice power position in the middle and the, my biggest issue in my technique is my finish I have really nice finish but due to my uh, uh, fl flexibility in my forearm and my elbow surgery I can never finish the shot I can never um, I can never uh, get a get a nice a nice uh, slingshot out of my fingers. Uh, it always looks I kind of look like a Spider Man in my in my finish. Um, you know I can never hold my thumb down, and uh, that's the biggest issue for me. If 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 I get to be able to control the speed in the end and hit the shot the way I want, it will go really really far. But uh, for now, I, it's just, you know, it's all about the rhythm for me. It's all about the um, getting out of the back and just set up everything from the beginning. If, uh, you know, if I respect the, uh, the, the, the start position and, uh, and uh, get a good grip on, over my left foot, everything else kind of comes together. And uh, just make sure I'm not as stiff in the middle so I can wrap, wrap nicely and just uh, finish the shot. And uh, right now I'm just doing... Uh, focusing on my reverse because uh, there's not a big difference between my non-reverse and my reverse throw and that's mostly because I cannot uh, finish the shot the way I want uh, so I still have the most I have the most room to improve in my uh, in my in getting the shot off my hand in the, the very 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 end so one tactical thing I do 
didn't want to ask is that you, you start position where you're back off the back of the circle. Yeah. What is that about? Well, I'm about, I don't know, maybe 20 centimeters off the ring. Um, uh, I just, you know, a lot of throwers had issues when they, like, rotate over the left foot and then they step out of the, out of the back of a circle, and obviously it's a fall. You know, it, it happened to Ryan Krauser. It's happened to so many guys. And, yeah, it, it's it's something I just don't want to have issues with, and I have no problems of of pulling my left foot out of the circle uh, out of the back so i'm not using a full circle and it's just a matter of habit to me and it's it turned out to be a good habit because right, uh i kind of stay a little over the left foot not too long but i stay long enough so uh i feel like if i would move all the way up uh all the way up to the very tip of the ring i think i'll make a fall so I kind of push back a little bit and then when I rotate over the left foot I try to go as wide as possible but also keep the speed and have a nice sweep and the uh, I think that works the best for me yeah for sure obviously after this performance this past year at Worlds yeah I, I think you know walk us through that before we close up I just want to hear you know when you're going to Worlds no one was really factoring you in to medal no one really thought that you could you could finish top three, but you ended up being the dark horse. You, you competed well, and, and you walked away with a medal. And what was that like mentally? How did you prepare mentally and, and block out the fact that no one was really considering that you could go in there and go 21.50 plus and, and walk away with that with that third-place spot? Well, you know, this, this past season was really good to me. I had like 10 competitions over 21 meters, and uh, I had a falls that was like close to 22 meters, and I, and I knew I, I, had a, uh, I had a big throw in myself. And I was, and you know, even on a bad day, I would still go 21.30, 21.40. So that was, you know, I had a confidence. I was coming to World Championships with confidence. And the, uh, obviously, you know, I'm adrenaline freak because of my background. You know, when you're when you're stepping in a ring to fight, you know, that's a huge adrenaline. When I'm stepping into ring to throw shot put, doesn't matter if it's million people or 60,000 or 30,000. Like, you know, I like the uh, adrenaline and I like the big 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 competitions because that that gets me going you know some some of the uh, some of the throwers you know they were a little bit nervous and you could you could feel the 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 the, the, the people weren't you know throwers weren't loose at the world championships and you know they like pulled us out for uh for uh when they were introducing us and uh, many throwers didn't like it was kind of cold to be honest and it was windy so they didn't they didn't put the uh they didn't put the uh what's the name uh the sweatshirt on so it was kind of like you know they were cooling down i think it was me and maybe two more guys that like put a sweatshirt on that like kept the uh kept the adrenaline going and like kept the body heat uh, uh, on so uh, I was really feeling good and I was warmed up the whole time and when the competition started you know my first throw I backed off so much but it still went over 21 meters and I know that was it so uh, the, the big guys they, they fa the, the guys that were like favor for for medals and golds and you know people were saying oh we'll take 22 meters to get medal or more and uh, you know there was like a lot of a lot of 
a lot of a lot of a lot of false predictions uh, that maybe created uh, a pressure to the guys that were like 22 meter throwers. So uh, you know, Ryan Krauser starts falling, Thomas Stanek starts throwing all over the place, and uh, it was pretty much Joe. You know, Joe is started throwing you know uh, not that far as expected so you can see you know by the round two and i hit 2148 and uh, and people were like 2146 and people are like oh you know at this point anybody can win gold or you know bronze and uh and I, it just got that just got me going and my mindset was you know i'm just gonna come here and be the best version of myself and you know uh, i use the uh, i use the pressure and use the intensity of the competition in my advance because you know uh, i just went all in and i was myself and uh i had a fold in my uh, i think fifth round that was like about 2170 i would say and, yeah. uh, you know people were like oh man you know uh, at this point, you know, if you throw 2180 by the fifth round, that was that was gold medal place, and uh, and you know they knew like there was like five guys that could do it by the round five, and the uh, I think that pressure uh, wasn't that good for the guys could, that could actually go over 22 meters, and then obviously. I thought I think Tom Walsh was the only guy that was kind of stable with his technique and his performance. So he kind of claimed his gold medal because obviously he threw 22 meters in round six, and the uh, Joe was second and I was third. So um, it was it was kind of surreal moment for me because I was really happy, and the um, I knew I could get like I I would be happy if I finished in top eight. That was my original goal, just to finish with top eight. But um, it was my it was a good day for me and uh, and uh, in past I wasn't really lucky at the Olympics. I mean I was in final Olympics, but still I didn't throw well. I always had some kind of misfortune, but this competition was you know a competition where I had a good day. You know I was I was uh, uh, mentally focused, stable. I had no pressure on myself. I was in good shape, and I and I just went all in. I wasn't thinking too much. My, you know, my I had a, an empty head, and I just like used the adrenaline in my body and went all out. Empty head is the best description for for the way that you need to compete at that level. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, yeah it really is. All right, so Stepe, we're gonna close up here. Where can where can people find you on social media, and where what can they expect from you this coming year? What competitions are you going to be hitting up and preparing for, you know, that big 22-meter bomb? Well, uh, obviously, you know, I like to share my workouts. I like to share my knowledge because, yeah, me, myself, I struggle a lot finding the right information. So, you know, I don't charge for anything. I just give all of my knowledge and everything that I work for for free. And I, uh, my Instagram, uh, Zunix Tipe, it's, uh, I, I post a lot on a, on a weekly or daily basis. Uh, I also have a Facebook page that I'm not that active, but uh, on my Instagram, I post a lot. And, um, uh uh, and now I'm available to uh, respond to messages because uh, before my social media manager was managing my Instagram and my Facebook page, but now it's all me, so it's it's easy to find me and uh, I'm uh, I'm responsive to messages and uh, uh, I'm updating my workouts on that on those social medias and. Uh, 
my plans are now to do the uh, Grand Prix that are indoors. There are like four competitions in uh, in uh, Germany and uh, uh, Poland, in uh, Madrid, and in Boston. And there's four competitions in ten day period, uh, which is like I think twenty grand uh, bonus money if you win, if you get the most points out of those four competitions. So that's my first goal. Uh, I'll be competing in those four starting with uh, the February sixth in uh, Düsseldorf in Germany. So I'll be um, uh, after that I'll be heading out for a for a world indoor championships and uh, a 22 meter throw is just a matter of time it could happen last year uh, but uh, obviously I needed just a little bit more of a uh, I wouldn't say luck it's just a little bit more work on my finish and uh, staying in a ring on a hundred percent effort throw and uh, you know it can happen this indoor season it might happen at the uh, uh, an outdoor season my actual goal is to be European championship uh, be European champion in Berlin uh, in August so we have outdoor European indoor uh, outdoor championships which will be a great competition a lot of Polish you know Polish guys David Storl it's gonna be great competition and in London I was the best European so I, I, that gives me confidence that I can win gold at European outdoor championships so uh, definitely gonna stay tuned for that and uh, you know 22 meter throw can, can happen anytime absolutely so Stipe thanks thanks for being on the podcast and uh, everybody should check him out at at Zunich Stipe on Instagram and then uh, hopefully we'll hear from you in the future yes sir thank you All right, thanks Stipe alright at this time we want to give a big thank you to all of our listeners for tuning in to another episode of Dane's Platform remember to look out for our next episode and check out our sponsors Earthfed Muscle, The Acceleration Diet and Holistic Encapsulations peace